Welcome aboard the middle. A very, very, very special middle. Barrett Brooks is in Syracuse, New York, and <laughs> he's locked out of his room. And we have Xander Krausen with us here as he comes in like Mariano Rivera, and he's relieving Barrett here. Dude, so I get a call. I go, Sills, I cannot. I can't get in my room. I called Xander. I go, Man, Xander ain't up until two minutes before the damn show starts, man. Oh, bullshit. <laughs> I've been up since 7 a.m. 6 a.m. But, hey, wait a minute. Who panics more, him or me? You. You <laughs> panic more. But before the show, you panic more. Hey, listen, I'm pumped to be sitting in here. I'm no Bear Brooks, but I'll give you what I got. I got some good things to run by you, Mr. Cilio. Uh, but we should have a good good show here before Barrett gets up from Syracuse. Very good, man. Very good here. By the way, real quick here. I know we talk a lot of football here. I do have one thing as we get ready for the Sixer postseason. Are Sixer fans, as we get ready for the postseason, a little bit nervous about Doc? Are you a little nervous so. about the – he's got – listen – Celtics look like the team. Miami's good. Chicago's going to be able to be in that conversation. Let me say this to you. Last year, Doc, you know, everyone was going, hey, man, you know, your rotation. Yeah, he's got that history. That, yeah. yeah, that postseason. Hey, you can only hang your hat. Wait a minute, I got it. You can only hang your hat on that Celtic championship, like how he hangs his hat on that 17 Super Bowl rack. For so long, okay. Are you well? Concerned? Howie's at least got the benefit of it being in the last, you know, couple of years. Right. Okay. So, does Doc? Are you concerned about Doc in the postseason with the Sixers? I am, but I'm also more concerned about, like Joel was talking the other day, and he's pretty much saying, if if we want to go the whole way, everything's got to be perfect. Well, that's not going to be the case. Doc is not great with the late game situation, some of the lineups that he does. So I think it's a good point. I mean, he, he chokes a lot in playoffs. I'm not a basketball whiz, but when you look at the stats of what he – now I don't he's, he's got the he's got the title so that you can't take that away from him. But, yeah, I think it's a concern, Dan. I mean, you, you know, you get to the playoff time, it's like football. We always say Jalen Hurts will win you 10 games, but what's going to happen when Todd Bowles is, is, you know, is game planning for him in the playoffs? It's the same thing in basketball. You know, the floor tightens up. It slows down. Players need to be better. Coaches need to be better. And, and the weak get exposed, as I always say. You know, and, and, and I had a chance years ago when I was doing radio down in Miami to talk with Riley. I go, yeah, Pat Riley, I go, Pat, what, how, how do you prepare yourself when you get ready for the postseason when you had those great Showtime Laker teams? He's like, man, I shortened my bench, and you know what I put on chalkboards? Will. This is about Will. You think I have to really draw plays up for people like Magic Johnson and James Worthy and Jabbar? You just make sure you get everybody in a position. They understand the importance. You shorten your bench, and you just go out and play 48. I don't sit here and, you know, think about rotations, this guy, this matchup. For, dude, I had the Showtime Lakers. I never thought about sitting around going, well, here, how about this? Let's go out and play 48 minutes. And I think Doc, and I love Doc. You know I know. For, I've been friends with Doc a long time, man. Used to go see his kid over at um, Dr. Phillips High School when he was there in Orlando and he was coaching the Magic. I love the guy. But I've always said it, man, just like Joe Madden, 
Too many damn lineup changes. Too many. I mean, Joe Madden one year managing the race had 147 different lineup cards. Bro, I mean, come on here. You know, I have a question for you. Why do NBA coaches go so deep? Like Like, if it's me, like you just said, I'm playing my top. When it comes to playoff time, I'm playing my top seven guys. I'm keeping one at one or two of my best players on floor at all times. I'm giving Joel two to three minutes of rest a quarter, and I'm going to bat with my best guys. If you're not in condition to to do that for those for the short time of the year, I don't I don't get it. I, like, why would you run to ten man when you're trying to beat the the best players in the league? I don't I don't get that. I get okay. So we'll hit more up on that as we get closer to the postseason. So let me tell you how this how this thing started here before. Again, we're waiting for Barrett Brooks. I love the fact that Barrett can't – Seals, I can't get into my room. I'm like, don't worry. We got you. It's all good, man. <laughs> so you know what Xander said? Xander goes like this to me. He goes, Seals, I got a bunch of shit that I want to bang off of you here. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to do this, Xander. I'm going to turn the mic around, and I'm going to aim it at you here. And you ask Big Seals some questions. Wait, wait a minute, folks. I want to set you up here with this. Okay, sleeper. He's got a sleeper team in the NFC. I'm going to ask him another question because I did this in the afternoon show on the National Football Show about trading up to potentially get some help for Jalen or maybe there's a guy in the draft. So go ahead, Xander. I mean, let's, let's turn it around here and let's hear what you have on your mind. Because you know right, what? I got, you, I got you a sleeper. See this too, guys. He, he's got great intel, and you can tell in the back room, hey, this here, he's firing this off. That's bullshit. <laughs> All right, well, All right, listen, listen to this sleeper in the NFC. The Minnesota Vikings, okay? Kirk Cousins, to me, reminds me a lot of pre-Rams Matt Stafford. He's a great passer. He gets the ball out. His receivers put up awesome numbers. And then just remember who they just hired. They just hired the guy. Now he may, now you can argue about how big his role was in the Rams offense, but the Rams offensive coordinator, Kevin Connell, just got hired to be their head coach. I think he might look at this guy a lot similar to the way he looks at Stafford. They have amazing receivers. They have Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson. I don't know how good their offensive line is. Maybe I'm missing that part of it, and their offensive line is really weak. They did just get that new general manager, so we'll see how he does. But I think with that coach, that quarterback, those really talented wide receivers, I know they're not a bad defensive football team. Mike Zimmer was obviously the coach, a very defensive-minded head coach. What do you think about the Minnesota Vikings being a sleeper team? I think they could jump the Eagles. Everyone's talking about the Eagles, the low, the weak NFC, not a lot of quarterbacks, not a lot of teams. So anyone can make their jump. I think a a Kirk Cousins-led Vikings has a better chance to take a jump than a Jalen Hurts-led Eagles does. That's a very underachieving football team over the last two years, okay? I 100%. mean, Dalvin Cook is a spectacular back. I do think their offensive line is fine. I think the issues have been a little bit that they've lost on the defensive side of the football, some players on that side, but I think that they'll adjust. And I want to show you something about a coaching tree. Look at Sean McVay's coaching tree. Brandon Staley, Matt LaFleur, the guy, you know, guys are now starting to come out of that coaching tree of Sean McVay's there with the Rams, and they've had success. And I'll say this also about Cousins. Cousins, if you look at his numbers, I mean, he's putting up, and he's putting up top five numbers every single year. Dan, and just now with Justin Packers, Jefferson, how much he loves Kirk Cousins. 
And now with the Packers having lost Devontae Adams, they lost another wide receiver too. Just like the Eagles though, okay? The Packers have come back to everybody else in that division too. You give somebody $50 million, Xander, and you're going to have to lose somebody. And by the way, one of the reasons why also I think Devontae Adams left is because how many more years Devontae Adams has on his career? It's probably 10 plus, okay? Well, Aaron Rodgers probably has two years left in the NFL maximum. I don't so know about Adams. So he wants to go with a younger plus. quarterback. He's 30 years old, isn't he? Yeah, what's that? He's 30 years old, Devontae Right, Adams. he's got another bunch of years left. So I would say this to you. He wants to go play with his buddy that he played in college with, Derek Carr, and – those guys are going to go out there and throw it around the yard there in Las Vegas. I I think that division is open for other teams now because Green Bay has kind of come back to the pack the same way that the Cowboys have come back to the pack in the NFC East. So, listen, I picked the Vikings two years ago to make some noise. I think they've underachieved. That's a good-looking roster. I think Chris Bielma did a really nice job. But the head coach, there was a lot of injuries the last two years up there, too. And for whatever reason, they just underachieved, in my opinion. Mike Zimmer was an underachieving head coach. Everyone loves him as a defensive coordinator. He's a great defensive mind. But I think think the general consensus around the league is that Mike Zimmer – uh, underachieved with the roster that Spielman he built did. for him. And I didn't think Spielman was a bad GM at all. No, I think I think Spielman's going to land somewhere big time. I do too. And I think Chris and I think Chris Spielman's brother Rick is going to do a great job somewhere else. I'll tell you the story though. Last night that just floored me. And by the way, so Xander knows this because get this, guys. We had Bruce Arian scheduled for last Friday, and he had confirmed it. With Xander, that I got he the was email right on. here from Big Bruce. What's that? I got the email right here from Bruce confirming on the show. We're getting him on the show, and all this is going down behind the scenes, Big Sills. And all of a sudden, 10 minutes after Xander gets that email, still something came up, man. I can't, I can't, I, I, I'm gonna get with you here, but something just came up. I'm saying right there that the Glazers informed him that he was going to be kicked upstairs and that uh, Todd Bowles was going to become the next head football coach of the Buccaneers. Now, the question is this. Was this the number one reason that Tom Brady was able to come back? Was that he went to management, and he went to the owners and said this, I'll come back if Bruce Arians is not the head football coach. Do you think Brady would be this like this? Hey, I want someone else in the room. He loves Todd Bowles. He also loves Byron Leftwich. Is that in – is that in Brady's? Is that in Brady's mo? And who he is to sit there and go to the Glazers and say this? Hey, man, go to Brian Glazer. Look, I'll come back if Bruce Arians is not the head coach. Yeah, Dan. Winners don't give a shit about feelings, dude. Tom Brady raised the Super Bowl trophy with Bruce Arians as his head coach. Tom Brady likes winning. A lot more than he likes getting along with the head coach. I can't buy that narrative for a second. Just look at all great winners. They make hard decisions. Nick Saban benched Jalen Hurts to win the game in the second half. Tom Brady left them, went to the Buccaneers, and, and brought the winners do what it takes to win the game. I don't think that Brady would look at a coach he won a Super Bowl with in year one and say, I'm not coming back. Now, 
you could there is a lot here with in terms oh, of Oh, there is, there is. I mean, you but know, I don't think it's that, there either. Behind, there is a lot here. I just don't think no, that I don't Brady either. was the one that said, Oh, I'm gonna come back only if you move out Bruce Arians, who I won a Super Bowl with 30 months ago. But it seems or no 12, 14 months ago. But it seems look where we are here. I mean, all of a sudden he comes out of retirement. Arians is kicked upstairs. I mean, you're going to have people that are going to – and now this feeds that side of the story. Uh, Brady couldn't stand Arians. Those guys didn't get along. You know, that was a narrative that was going out yeah. there that Brady and him didn't get along. Who's the guy? You wanted to bring him on to dispute it. I don't – I don't – look, I don't think that was something that was Tom Brady's MO on coming back either. However – I do think that there was a power struggle. You got to remember something. In the Super Bowl year, they were seven and five after the Chicago game. And Brady went to Arians and said, the risk it, no biscuit mentality is not who I am. We've got to be more systematic. And that dink and dunk offense that Brady ran for 20 years in New England is how we're going to win it. We can't keep the. I think also, too, Xander that that was part of the reason that Jameis Winston struggled in Tampa was because that's a high that's a high turnover percentage offense that, Is that Bruce a chicken Arians and the egg runs. thing though was that was that a Jameis problem or was that a Bruce I problem I think it's I think it's both I think it's both Bruce and Jameis Jameis I mean, you and me both know that that's not happening yards. with Tom Brady Jameis threw for 5000 yards What's But me and you both know that Tom Brady's not putting up with that no, or, he's or not. And that's so that's why, why I, I don't know if was that was compromise. Bruce. I think that was Bruce. I think that was a compromise between the both of them, because after that seven and five start, all of a sudden they went on that run, and they went on that run, and they were just like able Xander, to get, get off my damn show. <laughs> so wait a minute, man! You get you got locked out of your damn room? No, I didn't. I didn't have a room available. What the hell? This ain't so no where ocean are you now in the right, toilet? Bro, I'm at the Embassy Suites, man. I'm at the Embassy Suites, man. And they did not have a room already or available. And I called them in advance. Called them so in wait, advance. So did you, did, did you get in their ass at least a little bit about it? No, I'm nice. That's why I got a room. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm dropping off. You guys have okay. a good show. Hey, so I'd be the one. I'd be the one that would be out. Yes. So yes. how was your yes. flight? I didn't. I drove. You drove to Syracuse, bro. I got up at five thirty. Was out the door by six and got up here in, in uh, in uh, was it four and a half hours, five hours? It's wow. I didn't know that. I thought it was longer. So it's only like five hour drive up there. Yeah, man. Yeah, <sighs> yeah, man. And then, Dog, then man. I, I, I call Xander. He wants to pop on the show. No, get off my show, man. <laughs> get off my damn show, man. <laughs> can't be on my show, man. Brooks calls me up. He goes like this. Barrett goes like this. Hey, man, I listen, man. I can't get into my damn room, man. I go, all right, you know what, man? We'll bring in Mariano Rivera for a little bit here, man. All good, man. I'm glad you got him safe. How was the drive? Hey, how w- I, I close my eyes when I get gasoline. <laughs> I, I, my wife just tells me, just close your eyes. Don't even. Don't even no. look. I just go like this when I get gasoline now, man. I can't. I can't look at it, man. Well, Cost you some money to get up there. 
Bro, um, I filled up yesterday and it cost me uh like a buck fifteen. <sighs> and I got up here and I'm I'm right at E right now. I'm right at E, so I gotta fill up in a minute before I go over to the stadium. I got so two hundred bucks to drive up and back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Esther's gotta pay me for it, dog. Esther's gotta pay me for it. All right, I was just talking to Xander on this, man. You think Brady pushed Arians out? No, man. No, I, I think Bruce, man. Bruce, you think Bruce would, would actually no. leave? Bruce ain't doing that. Bruce wanted to leave, man. Bruce is like, man, I've been doing this for too long. It's time for me to take a chill pill. Let me go max and relax. That's what he's doing, bro. He, he Nobody, bro, you know Bruce. He's not letting anybody push him anywhere. No anywhere. way. No so way. I, I would say this to you, Barrett. People are having a hard time believing that Bruce Arians wanted to have a football team so that Todd Bowles, this is, I'm paraphrasing it, so that Todd Bowles wouldn't have to take a shitty job. And one of those shit jobs, now he's got Tom Brady because he took a shit job with the Jets. Yes, he did. Okay? Yes, Nobody's going to win in New York. That guy, Staley's not going to win or whatever the hell, uh, Robert. He's not going to win there, man. That organization is not set up for winning and for winning coaches. I've, I've told you this before. Do you know in the 60-plus years that the Jets have been in existence, they've never had a winning coach outside of Bill Parcells? <laughs> I mean, they've never had a winning coach. So why, why would Todd Bowles succeed there? So, I mean, to me, he's got a perfect opportunity now. Yeah, the Glazer family – is a you know I've had my I've had my um, run-ins with them, you know I, I they were a little bit cheap after they bought Manchester United because they spent so much money getting Man U, and I, I I went out on the air I went hey the Glazers are broke that's why this team sucks right now, and if you if you look at the timeline so they called my bosses dude, and they got me hey dude I got suspended because I said the Glazers are broke. And yeah. I said, yeah, I said the Glazers were broke after they bought Man U because they gutted the team. They just gutted the team. That's when they gave Raheem the job. And I went, that's when I went like this to Raheem. You see what this is? He goes, it's a blank piece of paper. I go, yeah, it's your resume. I go, how'd you get this job? And I love Raheem. I love Raheem. And and they they, they got so mad. Because I go, you're, you're you're selling stocks and shares of Manchester United to raise money because you don't have money for the bucks. And so everyone got mad. But they're a good organization, dude. They want to win, and they'll do whatever it takes to win. I'm glad for Todd Bowles. Well, the truth will set you free, man. You know, it, it, it's all about understanding, man. But you, you, in order to, in order for a, a real team to make some money, like at this point, the Eagles, they're not broke. They're not, not even close to being broke, but they manage their money wisely. They're just not going to go out and just sign worthless free agents. Like, to be honest, Miami will be no better than they were last year. Huh. No better than because they were Because of the quarterback? Year. Because of the quarterback, number one. Number two, they're going to be learning a new system, learning a new way to play football. You know, it, it means a lot with who your head coach is. And I'll tell you what, you know, they let a really, really good head coach. Flores was a really good head coach. And, you know, he's gonna take, he's gonna take that with him. He's gonna take, you know, the that that style with him, that attitude with him. I don't know what attitude this new coach has, but I do know. But Barrett, you don't Flores. feel but but Barrett, let me let me let me push back a little here. 
You don't feel better that they went out and got the guy from New Orleans, the offensive tackle, that they went out and got Tyree Kill. Don't you look at Miami now and look at them and go like this. Now, look, I agree with you 100%. I think it was a shitty fire with Flores. Last two years, he improved that team. But they go from a defensive football team overnight to an offensive football team. And you look at what they've done just by putting the tools around. And if I were Brian Flores, I'd be asking, why weren't you doing this shit around me? Exactly. When I was down there, I would, I would seriously be asking. But obviously, there must have been pushback between the coach, Chris Greer, the general manager, and Stephen Ross, because all of a sudden, they're out there spending money like they're the Rams. And I would, I would, I would be like this if I was Flores. Why aren't you doing that about me? But I look at the I look at the Dolphins and I go, I don't know, man. I, why do I feel better about the Dolphins today than I did a month ago? Well, that's what I'm saying. You know, like D-Train, you know, I, I, I believe in Hurts, but I don't believe in the Eagles organization right now. Um, I'm, I'm high on I'm high on the fact that they're the Eagles and that's it. It's, it's not as though, you know, it has anything to do with them being a better team now because they're definitely not a better team now. They're about the same. You know, they brought back the same players. They're about the same. You know, you got a, a good pass rusher slash linebacker and he's going to make a difference but is that much is that going to make much of a difference to win two more games in a a very tough afc exactly so but do you look when you look at when you look at the dolphins and the players that they brought in those guys got to gel together those guys got to become a unit i mean do they lose a bit of that spark that they had they were a they were an intense tough football team you could tell by the way you know the way they they blitz guys they blitz guys so much i mean will they still have that same type of mentality that's why they were able to the whole teams to you know what they've done to them because they had a tough nose hard nose style because their coach was that way you know i don't know this new coach or i don't know what type of toughness he's gonna bring to the table but i do know this tua tua is accurate tua is a guy that maybe he does learn, but I don't know his upside. I don't know how how much his upside is. I got to do a little more, um, do a little more film work on him. But I mean, he's just a little dude, man. I mean, oh no, he and and that is a problem. A and his dude. injury history is yeah. a problem. And I agree, I, Barrett. I think all the moves that they made. And I'm gonna show you something about the Dolphins and how they're set up right now, though, for potential free agents, or maybe trading for a quarterback down the line. Yes. If Tua doesn't succeed, look at what Chris Greer, the GM, can do. Hey, we've got a Tampa slash ready-made Super Bowl winning team here for a top-flight quarterback to want What quarterback in his right mind? Aaron Rodgers, maybe when the whole contract gets done, he goes down. I don't know. I'm, I'm just throwing names out here. What quarterback in his right mind wouldn't look at this? Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddell, tight end they just re-signed. You've got a ready-made team. You went out and got an offensive line. You invested in the offensive line. If I'm a star quarterback, that's a place for me to land, Barrett. I'd be like, if he can't get it done, sign me up. Well, you think that's why all the rumors were Brady? Yes, you, you think there was some um, truth to those? I think there was some truth to the fact that he either wanted to play in Miami where they want to buy a home. By the way, Giselle and Brady are buying a home in South Florida. 
So that's a fact. And I thought maybe there could have been something to the San Francisco thing. Now, do I think the Buccaneers would have done it? Absolutely not. I do not believe that the Glazers and Jason Light would have went, yeah, sure, don't worry about it. Go ahead, Tom. We appreciate it. If you're going to play, you're going to play here. Right. And that's, that's why I say this. I don't believe he pushed Bruce Arians out. Me neither. But I do believe that there was some conversation with, hey, look, man, it needs to be me and Byron here a little bit more. You know, we've got this covered. But I don't, I don't, I don't think there – I don't think Brady put any guardrails in coming back and playing. I think this was all just about him coming back. And I think this too, Barrett, I think this is easy for the media to jump on this and make these narratives because you know how the media is. Yep. They're going to jump all over this. I, 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 I'm I, with you. I don't believe that this was part of it. Me neither. I, I right. definitely don't. But- I got a question for you here. I brought this up in the afternoon show, and I'm going to ask you this. And you, I kind of took it from you yesterday. You know, they went out and got Alshon Jeffries for Carson Wentz when Wentz was the quarterback for the Eagles. Yep. What about the Eagles? And the Lions are saying that they are willing to trade the second pick. How about the Eagles jumping up there to number two? And I'm just the only reason I'm using two is because they're the first team that said that they're willing to trade down. Eagles have three picks. Well, if you really want to help Jalen Hurts, Maybe what you do is you go up to two and you get that kid, Drake London. That may be a little too high for him. I've got him ranked. I got him in the eight hole going to the Falcons. Um, Or your edge rusher is up there, Thibodeau. Uh, Hutchinson's probably going to be the second player taken. The Lions are looking at potentially taking him. I think the kid, Neil, is going with Doug. I think Doug is going to take that kid for the protection of Trevor Lawrence. Yep. I think he takes him. What about the Eagles? If you're so set and Jalen Hurts is your guy and you've been barking that at the meetings all week long, well, here's your here's the only chance, Barrett, to fulfill that comment that Howie said that the Eagles have to gamble. Maybe the Eagles gamble and go up to two. Would you do it? No. I don't believe that there's anybody right now that could um that's worth a number two um as far as somebody that could help Jalen. I mean, who who who's out there? Um, okay, and the kid, look, the Burks kid's not a second pick. He's like at 13. Um yeah. Drake London is probably the number one offensive weapon. If you look at all the players, look, it goes OT edge, corner, edge, O-line, O-line, edge. And the first offensive skilled guy, believe it or not, he's probably going to be the first offensive skilled guy that a quarterback will go. Because I think the Seattle's going to take a quarterback at nine. Um, that's Denver's pick. Drake London's probably the first offensive player that will be taken off the board. That's that's a um, that's a skilled guy. Yeah. But I don't know if he's a number two guy. But no. if you're really looking to help this team. And get better, would you move up to two? You're saying no. No, no, I, I don't. I don't think that. Look at the quarterback situation there. You know, is it is it worth going out and getting a quarterback? I mean, I got this from you. Is it worth going out there to get a quarterback that high in this draft? Because that'd be the only means in which I go up and get a quarterback that go up that far in the draft. 
I mean, that's a lot of assets you got to trade to go get a quarterback like that. I mean, yeah, to go get a um a player that they're talking about getting. You can get a game changing defensive player like a a Thibodeau type of guy, like you said. But or or Stingley, think, or Stingley yeah. at corner. Yeah, but I don't know if I'd I'd invest two number ones because you have to get you have to get like two number ones that for that man, wouldn't you think? I think you if you trade it up, you you trade it up, you'd have to give one of your ones this year, and yep. you'd probably to get the second pick. See, I don't know how much you value that second pick this year. I would. This is what I would do if I were Howie. And I wanted to move up. I'd move up, give you my 15th pick, and I'd move up, and I would give you a two and a three in next year's draft. Well, they'd have to have more than that. They'd have to have well, get to number then, two. Then, then the asking price is too much for the Lions then for me because I don't see any – there's not a guy on this list outside of that outside of that offensive tackle from Alabama. Yeah, Neil. The kid from NC State. NC State, yeah, he's worth it. Okay. Um, Where you're looking at guys that you go like this, holy shit, this is a game-changing guy. Not for the number I, I don't see him like a Parsons in here. I don't see – you know, I don't know, man. I, I, the kid Burks intrigues me a lot from Arkansas. Yes. But is he worth is he worth trading up for? Because I think you can get him right around where he's going to be at. Well, what's what? Then, but, but then what's the gamble here? This I'm trying to figure out how you're getting. Are you getting better if you're the Eagles because the rest of the conference and the rest of the division is getting worse, and that's why? Because Xander Xander said something interesting about Minnesota. He picks him as his dark horse team. It's a pretty good bet to pick on them because they've got a talented wideout. Their defense is good. Their mm-hmm. old line's decent enough. They got Dalvin Cook, and they got a quarterback that throws for four thousand yards every season. That's not a bad pick, especially in that division where the Packers have come back. They've lost two wideouts. They've lost Devontae Adams. They're going to lose other guys on their defensive side of the football. So that division has kind of come back to Minnesota as well. Is this just a war of attrition, Barrett, that the Eagles are playing here going, we don't really have to do anything. Everybody else is coming back to us. Why would we go out and do anything right now for a player that is really not going to be a player that's going to move the chains enough, like you said, enough to where you go, let me give up some assets. Because really everybody in the NFC is coming back to the Eagles. Yep. It's just – this draft is different because usually you get a game changer on the offensive side of the ball to help a young quarterback. And I don't believe they're trying to help Jalen in a sense that, you know, you would you would go out and invest with a guy like Carson Wentz. They went out and got somebody. I don't see them going out and doing that in this draft for that. I think they're 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 cool with staying where they are. I know a lot of people say, you know how, how he is, he wills and deals. I don't think he's gonna will and deal this draft. I don't think he's gonna try to get up to get anybody. That's that's worth it, you know, unless it's a defensive player. But do you do that and make a gamble for a defensive player? That's that's where my head, I just can't get past that. I can't see him gambling for a defensive player. You know, it's, it's, it, it just goes against everything that I've seen how we do in the draft. You know, he's jumped up to get offensive players. He jumped up to go up there and get um, Carson. But, you know, where else has he done that? He jumped up there to get Smith, you know, Um he jumped up to get Dillard. What if Pickett falls down to 15? 
Let me hang on. Hang on. Think about that for a minute. Let's hit on that on the other side. What if what if Pickett, what if he ends up falling down to 15? Would the Eagles gamble and go after him? We're gonna hit on that. Barrett Brooks, Stan Cilio. Great to have you in here, man. I'm glad you got your room, brother. All good. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> Keep yeah, it here on the middle. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian. In my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view that goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. In the middle, Barry Brooks, Dan Cilio. Before we get into that question about whether or not if Kenny Pickett falls down to either 15, 16, or 19 for the Eagles to grab, I I opened the show with uh, Xander talking to him about Doc Rivers. Just for your – just for you, uh, That's a train wreck. Hang on. What's this now? Are you concerned about Doc in the postseason? Does he concern you? When it comes to the Sixers, that they're in the conversation with Boston, with Miami, maybe Chicago a little bit. Obviously, Milwaukee's going to be in that conversation. Does Doc's coaching style concern you? 
Um, yeah, but I think he has two guys that 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 may transcend him being a coach. And 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 when you get into the playoffs, I think he'll look at it a lot different than he looked at it last year. Because you know, of the additional they, Harden? Yeah, just the additional Harden gives him the autonomy. You I mean, when you're in the playoffs, it's win or go home. So all this minutes and divvying up minutes, no. I mean, Embiid's got to pay 40, 41 minutes. Harden has to play 40, 41 minutes, period. I mean, there's no, no other way around it because there are stints where, you know, they blow huge lead because they leave those guys out. And, and, and don't take them out together. You just don't do that. Don't take them out together. It, it just doesn't make sense to me. You know what I'm saying? If you're going to rest them, rest them early and then win the game. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm, I'm listening to a lot of people in Philly talk about maybe, um, maybe you know, throwing a couple of these games so they don't become the number one team in the, um, in, in, in the, in the conference just so they don't have to play the Nets in a play-in game. I mean, after the play-in game, they get in, then you don't have to play the Nets. You can't avoid it, man. Go ahead, play the best team. It doesn't matter to me, you know, but it just doesn't make sense how he's coaching right now and, and blowing these leads for, for lineup changes. I mean, it doesn't make sense to me. I don't care what he, you he's call. Done this. It, it's been my only criticism of Doc Barrett. It's been. I don't care about the X's and O's either. You know, I, know. You, I mean, you, you know, know what? I was telling him. To Pat Riley, I asked Riley, Coach, this was the Showtime freaking Lakers. Then I asked him what he coached. He goes, shorten your bench, all about Will. Will the X's and O's? It becomes secondary, man, because if you don't know your opponent, you don't know the Boston Celtics right now with Mikel and and Bird and what what Dennis Johnson and them dudes are going to do by now, you'll never know. Nothing I'm going to tell you. I don't know. This is about Will now. This yep. is about going out and getting the best. But I will say this to you, Barrett. I think James Harden's reputation, I think his legacy is on the line. How many Absolutely. superstar players do you know that have moved as much as James Harden has moved looking for the fountain of championships? Yeah. And it's just not panned out. He ate his way out of Houston. He cried his way out of Brooklyn. And now, dude, you know, if, if Carson Wentz – has to prove himself in Washington. James Harden has to prove his ass in Philadelphia because I'm going to look at him in a different light here and go like this with this dude. If that guy bombs out once again, when he freaked out and just flamed out in that Nets game a couple weeks ago, Barrett, if this guy doesn't show up in the postseason, I'm going to look at this guy and go like this. You can shit all over Aaron Rodgers all you want in the postseason. James Harden is also a guy. He shrinks in the postseason. I think his legacy is on the line in Philadelphia this this postseason. I think it's on. It's got to work. It's it's championship games. The championship series are his bust, man. And you, it, he he's the key. Embiid has showed that you know he can carry a team. But when you look at when you look at how you teams win, even with the big man, when you had Kobe and Shaq, it wasn't Shaq that was hitting the last second point. It's always the guard because he has the ball. He has the ability to go out there and create shots on his own. When you're a big man, you usually don't do that. And that's been the that's been what the 76ers have been lacking because Embiid shouldn't have to go out there, be dribbling and, and making his own shot. He should be out there and, and the guard brings it up and he has that ability to hit the three if he has to. And the only way you give it to Embiid is if you know he's wide open because you're about to take the shot. It's gotta be that one-two tandem that, you know. 
that you know forget I don't, Tyrese Maxey. I, I love him, but no, you win championships by having your guard go out there at the end of games and hitting that last second shot. Now Harden, he's shown that ability during the season, but it's the postseason. The postseason is where you build who you are. We know Nick Foles not from even that that twenty two and I mean what was it um, twenty seven and, and two. We we know him. We don't know him from that. We know him from being key at the end of the season where it, where it matters, where it's count. That's where he got his nickname. That's where he got everything that you know Nick Foles is. His legacy. The, yeah, it's, it's where it came. That's why he will always eat free in Philadelphia because the postseason, not from what he did during the season, but the postseason. Absolutely, man. That year you're talking the Pro Bowl year where he had like 26 touchdowns and two picks. Yeah. People look at that and go, great, you know, great. But they look more of that Super Bowl run, like you said, man. That, That's I mean, what he had, he'll always be known for. Against the Raiders, he had seven touchdowns. He's in the Hall of Fame right now. He's in the Hall of Fame right now. And his jersey and his cleats are in there for that 20, I mean, for that seven um touchdown game against the Raiders. But they don't care about that. Nobody really cares about it. they care about what he did in the postseason. And that's where you're graded, man, when you when you talk about greatness. I mean, look at look at look at um, you know, look at the look at the Bucks. I had never seen a player will a game since Jordan and, and Kobe, like I saw um um Yandis do last year. That last game, he willed it by himself. He was he spectacular. I mean, it was crazy how he won that game for him. And that's the effort that you have to have. That's the effort that I need to see from, from, from you know, Harden. He's got to give me that because I've seen Embiid give it. Don't I've you think too, Embiid. Barrett, about Giannis that I think I think the American media have a problem with the fact that they had a they had a problem the last two years saying that he's the best player in the NBA because he's he's a foreign player. You know, you always right. want to give it to Durant. You always want to give it to LeBron James. You want to give it to Steph Curry. But like you said, dude, he was unreal. And he's he's been unreal really the last three years. I mean, yeah. four years, you could look at Giannis and go like this. That's the best player in the game. Yeah, I mean, and he showed it. He was, wasn't he back-to-back um, MVP? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was back-to-back. But yeah, he, looking at now, I think the last guy to do that was Steve Nash. Right. <laughs> Right, but no, man, I'm saying I, I just I, I I can't wait to see what the postseason is here. By the way, I've got to give it up. I've done something anti Barrett here. What's that? Ugh. <laughs> so I didn't want to move the refrigerator. You didn't get it done. Hold on, no, no, no. I did get it done, okay. but I did it anti you. I I paid for it. I I get <laughs> it. I knew this. I knew this would. But listen. So, Come so on, Kim man. goes like this. All right. The refrigerator downstairs had too much mold in it. She was not having that. She said, I could. She tried cleaning the shit out of it, too. She said, no way. She got a dolly. Okay. Got the whole thing. I was going to lift my ass. Get, but she gets it's not going to work. She looked online to try to buy. She didn't because she just goes, well, and these things are like thousand bucks, 800 bucks. I'm, I'm like, you know me, man. I'm. I'm like this, dude. I'm like, I, I, if you keep it up, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have Barrett make us a refrigerator, okay? He can weld <laughs> one of these bitches together for us here. And I'm like this. So the dude comes in. His name is Igor. <laughs> so Igor, <laughs> he's from Ukraine too. So Igor comes walking in. I think that I can fix it for you. 
And, and, and when you get to the story, I'm going to tell you a story, man. And it, I know it's going to sound like I'm I'm just jumping on the bandwagon, but I got a story when you get through talking about this, this, this guy. This killed here. me, though. <laughs> I said I can fix it. I will not charge you the $59 for the doctor's fee. I was like, this $59 just come out and tell me if I need a part or not? Holy shit. And my, my wife goes, well, people don't do shit for free, dude. And so I go, no, man. Well, you know, so the guy comes over and goes, $500. And I went like this. Jesus, <laughs> son of a bee and mine. You know, and I go, and I tried to do this. Well, you know, no, Sills house has been a little tight on the money. You know, the last couple of years. $518. I think he added the 18 on. Just to just piss you because off. I was being a jackass. And he goes, so, man, I, 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 yesterday after the show, I go up there. My wife goes, oh, it's fixed. All right. I go, did he take a check? No, he swiped it. <laughs> I went, shit. <laughs> I wasn't going to hose him. But it, it, I, I, 500 bucks, man. So. I broke down, dude, man. I because I was like, man, save me on lifting the damn thing, buying one, having it installed. I don't know shit. I lost a get. I lost an oil cap on my Hummer, dude. I mean, I don't know shit about anything. So I broke down. Oh, well, but at least at least you kept it, man. But look, it's funny. You Plus, it had my own smells in it, and I don't want another <laughs> freezer with smell anyone else's shit in it. So it had my. Pasta Vazul and it had all my stuff in it, so I felt you know I don't I don't want anyone else's shit in there, man. <laughs> well, look, your guy's name Igor. What's yeah. that? Igor. 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 I don't know. He's from Ukraine, and he's jeez. I thought I was talking to Putin. I was like, you're you're gonna dude. You're gonna think I'm lying, man. But I have a guy. His name is Ivan. And Ivan helps me in my garage because he helps me clean my garage out. Ivan, I'll bring, I'll go pick him up at seven in the morning and we won't finish until seven at night. And he, I mean, he doesn't stop, man. He does not stop. I'd be like, look, dude, we got to take a, a lunch break or something. No, no, let's, let's finish it up. Like, dude, Rome wasn't built in one day. It said, you know, this might be a two day job. No, we can get it done. We can get it done. Bro. I'd be so ready to take him home, man. I'd be ready to take him home around about 4.30. He said, no, we can finish it. We finish at 7. I'm like, yo. But Ivan is a black dude that talks like he's a Russian. Dog. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> a black dude named Ivan? I'm not sure I've ever heard of that. <laughs> and he talks no, Russian? He, he, he talks like he, he's got that accent. He's from, he's, he's from around the area, not the Ukraine or anything like that, but like, oh wait, he's one of them. He's one of them Southern Russians. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's from Poland or something like that, man. Seriously, I'm not lying, bro. I'm not lying, bro. I'm like, dude. And Ivan works his ass off, bro. You know what I'm saying? I and mean, he's a cool dude too, because I, I had to. Um, well, I met him through my boy. My boy met him because he was living in a garage. Oh, jeez. Living in a garage, yeah, yeah. Hey, no Doug's right, dude. There's black Russians. <laughs> I'm yeah, black Russian. I know. I drink it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my oh, god! Man, yeah, dude. That's this guy. I think we had man. another guy because they told you my shitter overflowed, and <laughs> this guy came in, man. He cleaned everything. He goes, I can fix anything. 
anything. I don't know why we got a bunch of Russians, man. I'm all good with it. I don't give a shit who it is. As long as you fix it for me, I don't care what you are, man. And so my wife goes, yes. So I can't wait to tell my wife, man, you've got Ivan and I've got Igor. <laughs> uh, but what do you, I, I had a breakdown. I, I thought of you too. I said, Barrett, never do this shit. There's not a, not a chance in hell. He'd open up 500 bucks. Of that refrigerator would have a new engine in it. <laughs> right. <laughs> it had been a super new improved. It, as soon as you put it in there, five minutes later, it'd be frozen. No shit. I, I, <laughs> if you put wings on it, it'd fly. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's get into this, man. I mean, all right, dude. I'm still waiting for this magical sentence to be fulfilled here that Howie had. I'm sorry. People are already saying, Sills, move off of it, man. He's not going to gamble. His gamble is what he's doing now. But if hey, maybe I'm just throwing shit against the wall here too because I'm just not seeing this guy's this guy's game plan. I just don't see it, man. But we'll see the end game, right? Yeah, man. I I guess here. What if Pickett falls to fifteen? Do you take him? That that would be something that Howie just couldn't resist. He couldn't resist that. Him or Malik. Malik Willis. If he if he Went down that far. If he was around fifteen, he would he would pick him up. I, I truly believe that. I mean, it's a quarterback factory, bro. And they he just couldn't help himself. That he waited until fifteen, and got one of the best quarterbacks in this draft. He would use that as his calling card. What? If, what? If, think about that for a minute too, Barrett. So if Howie Rosemick, who likes to have all the credit, obviously we see this now. He wins the Super Bowl. He finds the quarterback for the Eagles for the next 10 years. Doesn't that cement his place in that organization's history forever? Well, he's As already the best submitted. general manager. He's already submitted himself with that, bro. No, he's given himself that title. Well, the, the but others would perceive him. Hey, you found the best quarterback that the Eagles have had since five. McNabb's the best quarterback in franchise history. Yep. Okay. I mean, Gabriel, um, Sonny Jurgensen, those guys, sure. Okay. I, I, you have to go back and YouTube and watch them dudes play. No disrespect to them. Randall, he's better than Randall. They, I don't know if he, Donovan is not as, I don't think he had the explosive plays that Randall had. Nope. He's a better quarterback than Randall. Yeah. Better overall quarterback. Better overall quarterback. Randall had huge explosive plays. You know, with the runs, the way he ran, the way he threw. He was kind of like Kaepernick before Kaepernick. It was exactly what it is. He's just like Vic also. Vic had explosive plays, you know what I'm saying? But it's, it's not the explosive plays that really win. It's what you do in between those explosive plays. And I don't want... That's what I'm saying. I don't want Hurts to, to develop into that type of quarterback where the only way you can move the sticks is with explosive plays from him. You know, you, sometimes you just got to nickel and dime. And nine times out of ten, you nickel and dime at defense down the field. You keep the ball. You, 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 you create time of possession. That's how you win championships, you know. Those big plays, they're, they're hard to come by, especially when you get closer to – playoff time you know because when you get close to playoff time that's when things start to stiffen up and it's everybody starts jockeying for that time 
going into the end of uh, going into the um, into the playoffs because those last three or four games are positioning you in the playoffs. So everything starts to tighten up. You know, guys start running the ball more. Defenses get better. And if you are a team that, you know, wins off explosive big plays, then it's tough. It's tough as a, as a team to go out there and, and go into the playoffs and, 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 and win big in the playoffs. I mean, you got to have some consistency. I don't want Jalen Hurts to be, a, you know, one of those guys that's going to be just a big play threat. I need him to be a guy that's consistently moving the ball down the field. Tom okay. Brady's moved this consistently down the field. Um, um, the, the same with, you know, uh, with A-Rod. He consistently moves the ball down the field. When you have an offense that can do that, you know, it's hard. Like Kansas City, big play offense, you know. They didn't win it this year because of that. They didn't get the big plays that they were accustomed to getting. We just had a um, add to the conversation of the best Eagle quarterback, uh, Joe Krause, Jaws. Throwing old man Jaws in there, man. I tell you <laughs> what, one thing about Jaws, I when we had him on, I there is nobody in the world who ever took more of a beating by LT oh. <laughs> than what Ron Jaworski did, dude. I know he, I know he effed up uh, Joe Theismann's leg, but the guy who took the biggest beating from LT was Jaws, and Jaws would just do this, man. He dust his ass back up. He'd get up. Get back in there. Tough as shit, man. I love me some Jaws too, man. Jaws, probably over a long period of time because he played so long. Jaws McNabb, man. I'm Jaws, Jaws McNabb and Randall are probably the three-headed horsemen for the uh for the Eagles in franchise history. And but my point is with with, with Howie, can you imagine if he found this kid Malik Willis turned out to be like the franchise guy or Turned Kenny Pickett turned out to be the franchise guy. How he's got his quarterback for the next 10 years. If he's sitting there at 15, I'm starting to believe that I do think that he would There's end no up taking chunky soup. There's no question that he would. That that's that that's a foregone conclusion. If Kenny Pickett is there, if Malik Willis is there, he's gonna pick them up. I mean, this is a quarterback factory. He's and got he, but he needs up. so many other pieces. It doesn't matter to to him. That shiny new toy, he just can't resist it. He's got to he's got to have the Red Rider BB gun, even though he might shoot his eye out. He's got to have the Red Rider BB gun, bro. Damn, dude. I, 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 you know, it, the way he looks at how he builds the team is so unconventional. Yep, it's everything with a checkbook. Okay, it's like this. Okay, over here we're we're gonna we're gonna be financial. Did you see what the Cowboys told Bobby Wagner? No. The Cowboys told Bobby Wagner, um, "Yeah, man, you're a Hall of Fame player, but you're not gonna fit into what we're doing." So wait a minute, you're talking to a Hall of Fame football player. Stephen <laughs> Jones said that this guy's a Hall of Fame football player, but they're gonna pass on him. You know why they're passing on him? They don't have the room for him. Yeah. They don't have the money for his ass. That's why they're not bringing Bobby Wagner and Micah Parsons on the Dallas Cowboys. Hoss, you would solidify yourself as the best defense in the NFC East if you did something like that. But because they can't afford it, they got to pay for their draft choices. They're going to go into the draft and get on rookie contracts. I'll say this to you too, Barrett. The Cowboys believe in the draft too. Because yep. can you can you name me in the last – 
Name me in the last 15 years, 10 years, who's the biggest Dallas Cowboy free agent that they've signed? Is it Amari Cooper? Amari Cooper? What but they traded it? for him. Oh, they did trade for him. Yep. Um, that they signed. I guess, I guess you got to look. Right? I mean, right. you know, I was always under the assumption, Barrett, that the Cowboys, they bring on, because back in the day, they got Dion. They did. But Haley was more of a a cast off from the 49ers because they, they didn't want him in the building anymore. I'm trying yep. to think. Okay, the T.O., he got moved there. I think that was a free agent sign yep. by the Cowboys. I'm trying to think in the last 20 years who the Cowboys have signed that was really huge. And I'm, I can't come up with a guy. Okay, Owens. All right, Rich it, Owens. That's it. That's, that's it. So the point is, is that they are really big and building through the draft. Oh, and, and it worked really though. It big worked on paying through the draft. But it works for them. They're, I mean, that's what they're doing. I mean, look at look at their roster, man. Their offensive line are guys that they signed. All you know drafted. All drafted. You look at the um the quarterback position over the past couple of years are guys that they signed. I mean, they brought Randall in um late in his career. They brought T.O. in, but for the most part, they're guys that they 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 drafted. Um, look at um, look at you know the, the wide. Tony Romo was an undrafted free agent. They signed wasn't. Yep. I mean, he was undrafted. It wasn't like he was some big money guy. They got him on the cheap. Yep. So you know, it's, it's they believe. Look at their defense, man. The guys they drafted, man. The Marcus Lawrence. They got um, Michael Parsons, Diggs. Shit, uh, a couple of years, Jalen Smith, they had him a couple of years ago. They had, yeah. like you said, DeMarcus Ware. They had all these guys that they went through the draft. They're not big. And so, again, I don't know, because maybe that's how Howie's looking at building his team, too, because who's been the biggest and most productive free agent that the Eagles have signed in the last 20 years? Well, they've had a bunch of them. They had, Is they that T.O., um, too? T.O., um, Jenkins. Jenkins from New Orleans. Uh, Sproles. Uh, they brought in. Um, Did Sproles come from Carolina? Brooks. No, Sproles came from New Orleans. New Orleans, that's right. Um, they got uh, Brandon Brooks. They brought him in. Tim Jernigan. Alshon Jeffrey. Um, hmm. um, they got the corner. Um, what's his name? Um, Darius Slade. Darius Slade, they brought in Nelson, Harris. Well, they've been more productive than the, – they've been more active in free agency than the yep. Cowboys have been, actually. Yep. Maybe McLeod. that's the determining factor on why they've won more ball games, playoff-wise, since 2000 than the Cowboys have won because, you know, even though Howie has made poor long-term deals on some of these free agents, there's been a contributing factor with these free agents that he's brought in and he's done it. He's done it fiscally, hasn't he? Because look, yep. how even though they are, and, and and Xander brought the point up a couple days ago, there's still thirty-five million dollars with dead money on the cap. However, you're still thirty under, so you've managed that, and you've managed to win. I'm just saying, man. I just I'm trying to look at how he sees an off season. Would you say that? Would you say the Eagles have had a 
I don't think they've had a bad off season. I just don't know what you what they've what you a- would classify it as. It's are they worse than they were in the final game of the year? No, but are they better? They added the kid Pascal. Okay, they added the kid Smith. Would you say underwhelming? Their status quo, man. They're they're right in the middle mm-hmm. of the pack. They are a nine eight nine win team right now. They 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 won't eclipse. Um, you don't, don't think, think they, they win more than four. nine games next year? No, nah, they won't get ten. Just because they have done nothing to make themselves better. Um, Dallas has gotten worse because of the salary cap. I think Washington has gotten better uh, because they brought in. Carson, and he's going to make a difference because it's better than what Seattle's they Seattle's got worse. We have Seattle's where you, the, the Giants have gotten better, not from the personnel they brought in, but but the coaches they brought in. You know what I'm saying? I think that coaching staff is going to make them a better team, so they've gotten better. Um, Minnesota, I think they've stayed status quo. Um, I, I think that, you know, um, from last year, I think the Bucks have gotten worse. Dallas has gotten worse. Uh, New Orleans. You think they've gotten worse? The Buccaneers have gotten worse because of Bruce Arians not being in the building. Him not being in the building. Um, they're letting Leonard Fournette go. Um, both their guards are gone. They did sign their center back, Jen, uh, Jensen back. Um, from a defensive standpoint, they lost a corner and a safety. Uh, they don't know if Sue's coming back. That's right. So they've been in contact with him. Let's take a time out. Hey, NZ. Guy's on the road. He's not going to scream like Cilio is going to scream. Guy's like this. Why is Barrett down? He's not down. He's being responsible so he doesn't wake everybody up in the damn – Not everybody can be a fat mouth like me, Hoss. All right. Let's reset here. Our number two coming up. Hit the like button. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me? What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. 
so good it just disappears. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian. In my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view that goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Welcome back. The middle. With Barrett Brooks, Dan Cilio. Did I say National Football Show going into the time? God, Jesus Christ, man, I don't know. Oh, I also said Fournette. Now, Fournette signed back. He's on a three-year set, uh, $21 million deal, so. <laughs> CTE kicks in when it needs to, I guess, sometimes for us here. Oh, bro, I tell him all the time. I don't even front. <laughs> hey, no, but, but I do. Hey, dude, I write everything down now. My wife gives me a calendar because I can't remember shit. Bro. I My wife does this. Hey, remember that girl that, you know, Didi played? <laughs> no. <laughs> hey, man. Seriously, man, you better be somebody exceptionally important in my life to know your name and me to know who you are. <laughs> or I mean, for me to remember things, man. Hey, Sills, remember? I'm ugh, not happening. There's somebody. Hey, <laughs> this is going to be terrible. Terrible. Somebody wants – I'm not going to say – it's not Harry because I love Harry, okay? So it, it, Xander goes like this. He ever, you ever – you worked with him. You ever, yeah, you ever heard of this guy? I, go, I, ne- I never heard of him. I never seen him. I don't know who he is. And he – no, he said he met – I go, dude, he could have – he could have bought me dinner. <laughs> he he could have bought me dinner, dude. I wouldn't have remembered who he was, man. I just – that's how that, hey, it's just it's just how I roll, man. I don't I don't know how you are, but for me, man, I just I don't know. It's not how I, I work here. Let me ask you something here. Has Tom Brady changed the landscape of NFL quarterbacks forever? And uh, yeah. where I'm saying with how he conducts himself, where what we're seeing with all these quarterbacks now, so Brady pushes his way out of New England. Why did he go to a place, brought guys with him, 
Wanted to have more say in an organization. By the way, I potentially think now that Brady could play another year, depending on how this year goes, if he's healthy and he finishes the year healthy. He might want to play another season because Tom Brady right now in his career has more power and more say in an organization, Barrett, than he has ever had in his career. He never had it in New England. You know, they barely were listening to him at the end. He made comments about it. They never really took my input. Don Yee's agent said it. And now look, Russell Wilson's pushed his way out of Seattle. Look at even what Aaron Rodgers did. Aaron Rodgers pushed his way into a $200 million contract, guaranteed. Look at what Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Watson, with 22 um, accusations of sexual misconduct, gets an $80,000 raise sitting on the sidelines, chewing on ice all the 2021 year. Has Tom Brady changed the quarterback position for better or worse? Um, Brady, Brady, probably you could, you could say that he did, he made it better because, you know, number one, he, he changed the outlook. How, you know, it's not all about the money, you know, it's, um, sometimes, you know, you, you, you take it, you take a hit if you want to bring guys in, you know, he showed, he showed people how to, how to, you know, deviate through a lot of situations where, you know, you want that almighty dollar, but sometimes winning is more important than that dollar. He showed that aspect of it. He but invest, he reinvested in himself, outfit. right? Right, Barrett? He reinvested right. in himself yep. by saying, look, I'll take a five or $6 million haircut as long as it goes into the OT, offensive guard or skill set guys. Is, but, but doesn't it come along with this? Hey, I'm going to do this and take haircuts as long as you're retooling the team, I think this is what happened in New England. They stopped. Re- yeah. Look at that last year team he had. He had nobody to throw to. Nobody was on the team. There was nothing there at the end of the day. Don't the Eagles owe that also now to Jalen Hurts to put as much talent yeah. around him as possible? That's the problem. That's the problem. They're not doing it. It's, it's, we're talking about it, but they're not doing it. They have brought in one offensive player to help from out from the outside to help out Jalen. There's only one offensive player, and that one offensive player you brought in is not what you would call a game-breaking no. type of receiver. He's marginal at best. Right. So you can't say that you're helping Jalen out because you're not. Unless they go into this draft and draft three, you know, wide receiver or, or three, three offensive players. Jalen is going in with the same offense that he, he left with. Now, how are you going to get better with guys like that? You're just not going to get better like that. See, they're not giving him the I tools. Think your expectations and everyone's expectations about him getting better. It's not that I don't think Jalen will be a better player. That's not what I'm saying. Will he be better at, better at reading defense? Yes. Will he be better? Because he wants to be. He wants to put the work in. He is putting the work in. But there's almost there's only so much you can do, Barrett, when you have a limited amount of gasoline in your car. Okay. I mean, you can only go so far. I mean, look, dude, right, Barrett? You can have the greatest SUV on the planet. But if it's got ten dollars of gas, it's only gonna go so far, man. And that's kind of what the huddle has right now. They got like they don't have a full tank. 
and it's right. not a full tank for him to get better and to go where he needs to go. So how how how, how do you how are you gonna say how can you say this offense is gonna get better? Jalen's gonna get better when you don't give him the tool. That's like me being a a craft, me me going out and I'm I'm a plumber, but you don't give me a wrench, right? You don't give me a pump. You don't give me any of my resources that I need to use to be uh, um, good at my craft. You and know, you're you telling me to I'm make it look as good as new. Yeah. Like, I'm a welder, but you're not giving me any type of welding machines. You know what I'm saying? You, it just doesn't work. you got to get this kid somebody that can play, somebody that's a, a threat. There is no way that the defensive coordinator looks at that offense right now and says, oh, man, we got a threat right now. What they're going to say is, oh, they got a great offensive line. I know they're going to run the ball. Let's stack the box. They don't have anybody that's a game. This, with. How about this, too? It's a great point. Okay, so if 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 if, if Jalen's going to get better, what is he going to get better at? Right. <laughs> what's he going? What what can what what can Nick Sirianni and the offensive coaches do with the limited amount of players? With skill set potential to be able, okay, what are you going to do more with Devontae? Figure out more pass routes for him. Are you going to try to get him more in open space? Are you going to try to try to do things with him? Um, what, what, what? How are you going to show me that you're going to make him better? And his numbers are good. Some of you think he's going to throw for four thousand yards. I think that's a pretty big putt to go nine hundred yards, a thousand yards. An improvement when I look at the offensive skill set, guys. You're assuming then that Devontae Smith is going to be a 1500 yard guy. You're thinking Quez is going to be a 900 catch guy. And you're thinking this kid, Zach Pascals, is going to turn into a 600 and Goddard's going to be a thousand yard guy. That, if you did that, you'd be the, in the NFC championship game and you'd have one of the most prolific passing attacks in the NFL. I right. just don't see that. I don't see that shaking out. Because he just doesn't have that skill set. Duck says 3,800 yards. I told you what that means, Duck. I'm just going over 16 games because I'm saying that they're going to have a night off. 1,600 games. I mean, 16 games, 3,800 yards divided by 16. So you're saying 237 yards a game is going to give you an opportunity to win your division and put you in the playoffs and put you as a contender in – the playoffs, bro. That's not going to be cut. That's on un- league average is two hundred fifty-five yards a game. You're still underwhelming as a passing attack. Yep, you're still underwhelming. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I, I don't know how they're looking at getting him better. And by the way, I brought up the history of the team yesterday after what you and I did. Do you know in the Eagles' history for offensive weapons, wide receivers, there's three tight ends on the list with all-time yardage, and four of them are from the 50s. <laughs> Barrett, the only, there's only two modern-day guys. That's Djax and Jeremy Macken, who are 10th. The rest of them are the Mike Quicks, the Harold Carmichaels, the Ratzlaffs, them guys, I mean, guys I'd never even heard of, too. Tommy McDonald is seventh. He played in 1951. How can you call yourself 
A high-powered offense when you've never had high-powered offense guys. And it's too late now. I mean, you look at the receivers that are out there right now. The only way they could get better in free agency right now is, um, I mean, I see basically two wide receivers in free agency that could, you know, help your offense. Right now it's Julio Jones, number one, and uh, Jarvis Landry, Jarvis Landry, number two. After that. After that, I'm looking through the list. Jarvis Landry? There's not a lot of You know, T.Y. Hilton, Jarvis Landry. Um, I just don't see, you know, the office. They just did not go out and, and, and get the, you know, the players when, it was, when free agency was hot. They, they didn't, didn't want to. They were never in. And, and, and get this, the guy they were going after with Atlanta – he didn't play last year. He was on some sort of Ben Simmons sabbatical. And yep. they got a guy with a dent in the fender that they were trying to get on the cheap. They were yep. going to get Calvin Ridley for not market value because of the shit that went on with him last year. And I'll tell you what, too, Barrett. Thank God that the league stepped in right away when they did because can you imagine if they had made that trade and all of a sudden he got suspended after that trade, after the Eagles had made that deal? That's probably why Park Avenue came in and suspended him because that deal was getting ready to come down and the Falcons probably weren't being transparent with the Eagles on, hey, there's an investigation because there's no way Howie is going to go and put assets on the line if he knows there's a chance he's not going to get that player. Why would he? And so the league, in my opinion, had to probably step in because there's no way Atlanta was going to continue to tell him, oh, by the way, there's a, an investigation going on with him gambling. There's no right. way Atlanta was being transparent with the Eagles, and all of a sudden they had to step in and stop the deal. Because right. you notice how that all worked out? Yep, yep. That was tough. That was that was close, too. They were close to a deal. I'm, I'm looking at – They probably I had it seen... done, and they probably had to step in. Hang on, there's something coming down from Park Avenue. Because it all worked right. in that, that whole time frame of three days or two days that all that shit came down that they were in the conversation of going after really because he got suspended and then get this. Didn't it come out two days later that the Eagles and Falcons were working on a deal to bring him to Philadelphia? <laughs> right? I'm just saying that's probably how it ended up working out. Why didn't they go after – see, I said this, and I said probably something that made way too much sense. See, I would have went after Amari Cooper, and I would have had – I would have said this. You weaken the Cowboys – you, you bring a cowboy in, he knows the division, he knows the game plan. That made too much sense. See, I believe in weakening your divisional opponent as much as I possibly can. Okay, if he, yep. you've got someone on that team and I can get him in free agency, I want his ass because he could tell Especially me all about you. it. Especially when he's hurt you. He's hurt you yes. before. And it, it, so. they just – they just didn't seem – maybe it's because of the $35 million in dead cap money that Howie he, – he really, man, manages that. Dude, this guy's got a zipper on his wallet. <laughs> this guy's got a zipper, doesn't he? He really – He takes care of the owner's money, man. But, you know, we, we've got – there's – all right, we don't have any weapons. We don't have enough for Jalen Hurts. But then you look on the opposite side of the ball. We we still don't have another starting safety. Yeah, how come J- Honey Badger? 
Where's Honey Badger? The guys out there. You know, you got, you know, yep, Tyron Matthews, you got him. Even Landon Collins is still out there. I mean, I know he's a little old. Uh, Trey Waynes, he can play cornerback and um, and uh, safety. Stephon Gilmore's still out there, but I know he's going to want to play. I'd like penny. to have his – dude, he was the defensive player of the year in 2019. I'm good with him. I'd like – you if you put Bobby Wagner and Stephon Gilmore on the Eagles defense, you improve overnight. Oh, no question. Yep. Makes – that's that, – you could do anything with that defense then. You could do nothing wrong with it. Um, yeah, Gilmore, get this. Gilmore and Slay as your corners and Wagner in the middle handling your triangle with – get this, watch this. Think about that. Wagner with the triangle and the guys in front of him are Hardgrave and Fletcher. And then your corner – dude, wait a minute. Your corners are Gilmore and Slay. My triangle is Bobby Wagner running it. With with Fletcher and with Hardgrave in front of me, bro, your pass <laughs> rushing proves immediately. Your pass defense improves immediately. You're telling me you think you're going to get as much improvement in the draft as you could with the two players that I just mentioned? No way. Not even close. And it doesn't matter that Stephon Gill, okay, he's 31, and Bob Wagner's 31. Those two can still play, bro. They can still, still play. play. Yeah. They could still play. Let me shift gears over here to you and go over to this. You think the deal in Cleveland has made Baltimore pause on Lamar Jackson? You think it's influenced it in any way the negotiations for for Lamar? Let me make the case for Lamar for a second. Led the league in passing. Touchdowns a couple years ago. Prior to him showing up, they had five years of non-winning football. He's brought the team to the playoffs. They hadn't been to the playoffs since he they had like a four-year hiatus from the playoffs. He's won an MVP. He's checked all the boxes. This guy just wants a win. Man, I love Lamar Jackson. He's been injured. I give it out. There's a negative check. In the box. But all of a sudden now you're hearing people in Baltimore go, yeah, you know, I think it's because of the $230 million guaranteed that came yeah. out of Cleveland. Because let me say this to you. You give Deshaun Watson $230 million in guaranteed money, you're going to have to give Lamar Jackson $230 million or $250 million in guarantees because that dude can play. That dude's a star. That dude, and, and, and Xander brought a great point up. Are you going to win a Super Bowl with that style? I'll tell you what he does, though, Barrett. He puts you in the conversation every yep. year that you can win a Super Bowl. How do you handle Lamar Jackson's contract? It, it's, it's so hard right now because you got A-Rod and his contract. You got, um, you've got both of those guys. So, I didn't know that his mother and him were, were negotiating yes. the contract. Yeah, and that's part of the problem that Steve Bichetti said, Bichetti said at the owners' meetings is that we're working on Lamar's timeline. And see, he actually doesn't want to talk about the money because here's – get this. People in his camp, and I know his, I know his boys down in South Florida, you know why he's kind of paused in negotiations? He doesn't feel the last two years he's lived up to his reputation 
of being a game-changing guy. And he that's why the owner goes, we're on his schedule on negotiations. We've called him five times. He's not picking the phone up on negotiating. I've never heard that before. He's just right. – he doesn't feel – that he goes like this, that shit that's out there with me wanting to leave Baltimore, I never want to leave Baltimore. I love yep, the organization. I, he should. It's a great organization. And I just – that's why you give him $250 million. You know why? Because he doesn't think he's earned it, but he has. That You know, you know when Matt – in that movie Gladiator, this is yep. why Caesar gave it to Maximus. This is why it has to be you. It's because this guy is humble. He's a leader. He's proven his worth. That's why Lamar is safer to me than even Deshaun. Yep. He's safer to me because this guy's desire to want to win a Super Bowl, I, I'm, I'm rewarding that. I, I, I think he deserves it. Xander's right. I don't know if that style will deliver a Super Bowl because no receiver in his right mind is going to play there. It's just not. But, but they draft him. You got to draft him, right? Yep. Do you give him two hundred fifty million guaranteed? Two hundred fifty. Yeah, he's got to make you know market value now, man. You got to go up. You're not going to just give him Deshaun's deal. Guaranteed though, man. That's guaranteed every guaranteed. dime of it. Do you do it? I, I don't think the league allows him to do it. You see what they're trying to do now. If you guarantee a player's like that's contract, you have to put like half of it in escrow. You have to have the money available in escrow. So you have to so sit- the guys can make money off your money in escrow <laughs> instead of you making the interest <laughs> off of it. That's so shitty and shady. Right. That, that is, man. That's so shitty and shady. It's oh, so said, typical. I guarantee you this. That $230 million guaranteed contract that Jimmy Haslam wrote for Deshaun Watson pissed off probably 31 NFL owners because now yep. you, you've changed you the market. If you got to put all that money in escrow, all the guaranteed money in escrow, do they do that in baseball or basketball? I don't think they do that. No. No. So why are they telling the league, the Eagles, I mean, uh, telling the NFL they have to do it? That's because the NFL wants to make money off of um, off of the interest so they can pay you back. Get this. They're using your own interest against you. How shady and shitty. Right. Okay. Hey, by the way, when Burroughs contract is up, you're going to have to pay that guy $700 million. Right. Exactly. According exactly. to Xander here, full contract, a full, uh, full contract in escrow, according to cap specialists from Pro Football Focus. So if you get your contracts guaranteed – what Baird's saying is they take the majority of the money that's owed to you in years out, and what they'll do is they'll put that money aside, they'll drop it in escrow, then they'll collect the interest on it, pay you with some of the interest of your own money instead of you having the money in your bank collecting your interest, the organization connects, collects the interest. That's so but, you know, shitty. But they, a lot of these owners don't have that money liquid in cash like that. Like I mean, you're you're asking you're asking um, you know, Jeffrey Lurie, if he signed you know he he signed a player for a hundred million dollars, just put have a hundred million dollars laying around, put it in an escrow account 
that he can't touch. Just have it there. I mean, how do you conduct business as a, as a, as a team when you have that much money sitting because it's a guaranteed contract, you know? So if you have all your, all the money that's guaranteed to all your players, I mean, what if it's like a hundred and for that year, what if it's like $110 million? Jerry stroked the 75, Jerry stroked the $75 million check for Dak last year. Yeah. I'm, I'm saying, but 250 million. I, I get it. <laughs> A quarter of a billion dollars. I, I get it. I get it. Right. I get it. Hey, I, I, I want, you know what? I've never asked you this question and I want you to buckle up here. I want to take a time out here and I want, I want to ask you this question after the time out here. Cause I'm not, I've not gotten your opinion on Colin Kaepernick, Jim okay. Harbaugh and him are making some news today. And I, I, I yeah. want to get your spin on him. I haven't asked you, your position and how you see him and whether or not he's still relevant in NFL conversation. We'll get back to some Eagle conversation to some other guys in the draft, potentially that they could be looking at. He's Barrett Brooks. I'm Dan Cilio back in three minutes. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right. Just by talking with Brian in my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view that goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank.
Welcome back to the middle. Barrett Brooks, Dan Cilio. Who wins his first playoff game? Nick Sirianni or Doug Peterson with his new team, the Jaguars? Um, Nick. Nick. Yeah, Nick. I don't I don't I don't see I don't see this team right now. Um in Jacksonville losing that that culture that fast. Yes, Doug is a good coach, but that's a losing culture down there. It's gonna be hard to get past, bro. To what me, was the culture like sometimes athletes there? Okay, well let me let me let me let me ask you this then. Well, how bad was the culture after Chip Kelly left Philly? Um, it was it was it was pretty bad. I mean, he almost ruined it in, in two years. But there was enough guys from Andy Reid's regime to keep it from just totally being, you know, devastated. They brought in some good players that you know had sound had sound chemistry together like Malcolm coming in that was one of Chip Kelly's guy Malcolm came in um they had Sproles they brought in Sproles guys like that changed how they how they um changed the culture and and, and back to almost an Andy Reid-esque type of culture because Andy Reid you know Doug was an Andy Reid disciple and the culture that he had they didn't destroy it in two years they came close Chip Kelly came close to it but you can still see some of the some of the aging veterans that were in that locker room. Like when you have a guy like like Jason Peters, there's only so far that you're gonna take things with Jason Peters or Malcolm Jenkins or 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 you know Lane was still young back then. But uh, uh, Jason Kelsey, he had strong fundamental guys really down there to keep it going. Doug has none of that there. All those guys have been losing their entire career. So he's got to change that culture, and it's going to take him a little bit to change that culture. I don't. They've, think been, down there, they've been bad. There's been some bad football in Jacksonville. There has. That owner, that owner, man. He, you know, he just um he just pulled out of the Black News Network. He put fifty million dollars. Well, yeah, I think fifty million dollars into that network, and didn't pay dividends in the last two years. And he pulled out. You know, now it's now it's done. You know. Jay Khan, yeah, he's one of the richest. He's one of the richest owners, mm -hmm. um, in the NFL. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be an elite quarterback, and I'm going to say something to you here. I haven't said it yet, but I'm going to say it now. I don't think the Eagles are going to make the playoffs this coming year. Oh, that's that's definitely a possibility. That's I don't. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. Do you know why? They don't have a playoff what? offense. They just, you know what? You can tell me how much you love the team. You could tell me how much you believe in Jalen, and I don't see it. See, what's good about me, Barrett, you've been around the team so long. I'm parachuting in, and I'm just yep. giving you almost like an outsider's perspective going, you think that's an elite offense? You think that's even an average NFL offense? It's not. It's, it's, um, it's a hokey offense. It's one-dimensional. I mean, it's, 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 it's the closest thing I've seen – to like what was that thing the wildcat it's almost it, it's like an open field wildcat offense that relies solely though on running the ball if the if the eagles get shut down running the ball which i'm not saying they will because that old line is one of those line o lines that does this 
I'm running right here. You're nothing you can do about it. <laughs> I'm gonna beat your ass. It, those are hard ass old lines to play against because what I, I've had guys go, I'm running right at you, and you're going yep. shit. <laughs> <laughs> Them are, those are the tough old lines when a guy's looking at you going, coming right downhill on you, homeboy. You better buckle up and square up that ankle of yours. <laughs> so I get it. But to me, man, the, the, I'm not impressed with that offense, man. I think that caught everybody off guard last year. I think everybody will catch up with it this year because they haven't done anything to improve the attack. The attack is not Miami. I look at Miami, and I, I think Tua's probably going to throw for 4,000 yards this year. How could he not? If he can't someone else will because you're set up for four grand in that offense. Jalen's not set up for 4,000 yards improvement, but see, but there's no, there's, there's no means in which they can't, they can go out and get that right now, except through the draft. Now, that's why I say they're not going to make game, the playoffs. A, you know, I'm, I'm going to tell you the truth, a game changing wide receiver in the draft right now, who I could see really, uh, helping that offense take off, whether it be Wilson from um, from Ohio State or yep. Williams from Alabama, I think he's Alabama. Hard. I think, but he's almost back. He is. Have he's you running. Tape on him? He's running. Recently, so he's almost back. I think he is. He'd be worth. He'd be worth one of those picks. One of those first round picks to me now. I'm. I'm going to say this. To Ewing, Ewing, I'm not turning on Hertz. I'm turning on the offensive huddle. I'm not, not, I'm not turning. I'm not. I am not turning on Jalen. Not at all. No, no, no. You're not giving him enough. You're not helping him. There's no. Barrett said it today. There's, dude. Gain will. Okay. (laughs) I, I, you know what? You're giving me names. I don't see explosiveness. I mean, that's all I'm saying. I'm not – this is not a shade conversation on Jalen whatsoever. It's a more on Howie. Yeah. It's more on Howie. Now, look, like you said, Bear, one of these kids turns into, like, a Jamarcus Chase or turns into Chase up in Cincinnati. Shit, yeah, changes the whole conversation around. But do you know what – tell people what a coin flip that is. That well, you're you're lottery. looking at a fifteen hundred yard receiver coming to the Eagles. It's it's it's, the, it's like the lottery, man, and, and that's that's what the draft is. It's like the lottery, and in the past couple of years, you know, with the exception of this last year, that lottery, you know, our lottery picks have been been, you know, we we haven't hit the Powerball. You know, we think we've hit the Powerball with Smith. I say Smith is a really good wide receiver, but if you don't give me something, give me something the opposite of him, they're not going to do anything but just bracket him and bracket um, Goddard. It's going to slow the offense down. Barrett, your best pick in the last three years has been a seventh rounder. (laughs) Jordan Mulata. Well, he's starting starting to reap the benefits now. It took him four years to get there. But how he doesn't have four years, he has three years. In the last four years, okay, in the last four years, your best pick's a seventh rounder. And you know what usually that is, folks, when you find a seventh rounder? Best player available. That's not a lot of science that goes into six and seven, right? Well, I, I don't think it was even that. 
You know, just like, you know, um, Xander said, Stoutland liked them because Stoutland, you know, Stoutland loved them. That's why he told him to pick them up. He wasn't even on the radar, but Stoutland heard about him and, and thought, hey, I want to take a chance on that kid. The only other story I've ever heard of a guy that dominant and good, and, and he is, is Larry Allen being a 12th rounder at a humble state. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've never heard of any. Larry Allen was a 12th round draft choice by the Cowboys, and he's arguably the greatest player I've ever seen. Was that 94? Yeah. Guy runs four, three, a guy runs four, like eights at 350 pounds. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, he, Strongest he's one of the best in athletes. The league. It's 700 pound bencher. Yeah. <laughs> Put it like this, Dan. He has a, a weight bench bar. His weight bench bar is permanently bent. When he stacks all the weight, they have to drill a hole at the end of his, of his weight bench bar and stick a plug in it. So when he puts all in, they stick the plug in because all the weight will fall off because it's permanently bent like this. So Because when he lifts, it's so heavy, it's bending the bar. Dave, Dave Campo sent me his 700-pound bench at the Cowboy facility, and he sent it to – he goes, Cilio, you got to see – because he, he knew my exploits in the weight room, and so he sent it to me. I, he goes, look at this. He put up 705, and I was like, you have to – and he's like 6'5", right? He's a 6'5 guy. Yep. She's yep. the arm length alone. At the arm length, I mean, his arm lengths are twice mine, and he's throwing up seven oh five. I've, I've, I've never seen anything like it. But to go back to the point, you know, I didn't want to say it. I just don't see the Eagles making the postseason because I don't see the improvement enough. Because here's what's going to improve against the Philadelphia Eagles this year: the defensive coordinators. The coordinators are going to improve against Jalen. They're going to put a game plan together. Like I said, they're going to mush rush him, like you said, Barrett. They're going to contain him in the box, and they're going to make him one-dimensional, and they're going to do what Todd Bowles did in the playoff game. They're going to make him go out and try to win the game and have to win the game throwing the ball. The Eagles are not capable right now with the way it's set up. They're not capable of moving the sticks through the air. They're just not. I mean, will Jalen get better? Sure. But will the talent around him get better? I mean, Devontae needs someone on the other side of him because all I'm going to do is double the dude and let Quez and Pascal <laughs> and Goddard beat me? Tell me I'm being too hyperbolic here. And we're, tell me I'm tell me I'm I'm just I'm I'm looking at it objectively here. Where are you where where did you get better? And where did you improve? Every quarterback has to improve. Joe Burrow's going to be better this coming season because he'll work at throwing the ball because he's got the skill set to throw the ball. Jalen doesn't have the skill set to throw the ball, dude, because he really – every time you throw 950 yards at me, I know for a fact that he doesn't have the skill set to throw the ball because how many 950-yard passers do you have outside of the guy in Baltimore? And he's not him has 950 yards on their resume, and you go like this, that guy is as accurate as Aaron Rodgers. There isn't one. Well, see, you know, what you mean by 970 yards, 907 yards rushing? Well, I'm I'm saying every time I see that, that's the major part of him moving the sticks. If you turn him into one-dimensional, Barrett, he can't beat you in the air. 
it's he's not he he's he's not fundamentally set up to beat you throwing the ball. He's just not. Um, and the skill around him is not well, set up. Hey, Quez Watkins. Hey, think about Quez for a second. Quez is a cheap man's version of Tyree Kill. He's a deep threat guy. He's not a route running guy. He's not. He's not a route runner. He, I watch the way he plays. You put him in a straight line and let that four three knock the top off the defense. That's what makes him good. They don't have one blocking tight end in that group except the kid who's a flop from Stanford, and he can't catch the ball. He's got brick hands. I mean, and the other kid doesn't want to play. The kid Rager. I mean, he never comes back to the ball. He never helps his quarterback. You ever watch him? I'll tell you why I don't like him on the Eagle team. You ready? The reason I don't like him, when Jalen's scrambling, instead of helping your quarterback out by coming back to the ball and finding open space, what does he do? He stays in his route, he stays in his route, continues to run his route and going deep. You're doing this when a guy is scrambling, trying to find he's he, he's widening it. And you want to know why Jalen underthrows him all the time? Because the wide receiver's not helping him coming back to the ball. Fundamentals. Yeah. He has no fundamentals in that whole thing. Um, the, I, I, Xander, he does. Devontae is well-trained. The other guys aren't. Well, you got to look at this also, man. When you when you look at Jalen, Jalen can get better. He will get better. But does he have enough? Like, right now, everybody's on his back because he's not – in Philly right now. He's working with the experts in California. And I heard Jaws on today as I'm driving up. Jaws, um, well, yesterday, Jaws hosted uh, Jaws hosted on WIP. And he, um, he said some stuff that, you know, really made me think. Jalen doesn't think at this point that his, his coaches can get him where he needs to be. As far as his, his, um, you know, his his accuracy and fundamentals, he knows that they can help him out in the plays and where people are supposed to be at and all that stuff. But right now, he wants to hone down his fundamentals. He wants to be more fundamentally sound in the passing game, which will allow him then to go through his progressions better. Maybe even, you know, help with you know his yards, you know, his, his throwing arm is you know. His, you know, yards per attempt and everything just by being more fundamentally sound and having his body underneath him, driving through hip, all that stuff. So when he comes back, will he be at a point where, you know, he can help his team because then they can take over after that? I don't know. I mean, he's just trying to figure out where he can go to become and optimize the best player he can be um, for next year. That's a great point by Jaws because you're right. Lincoln Riley worked on his footwork and worked on his understanding of how to get back into a seven. And if you're short like he is, you do a little bit of what Russell Wilson did. Wilson goes back into a nine so he can see over his alignment, working on those kind of things. Nick Sirianni has been dealing with people like Phillip Rivers and quarterbacks like that where you're not teaching that shit to them. You're teaching right. pre-snap reads where you yep. go with it. And he, you're right. There's a disconnect there with that because what Sirianni has to do then is he's got to look at him and go, well, 
he's clearly not in a progression read in his career right now. So it's more about making sure technically sound. And I'm not sure that's Nick's forte and teaching technically sound. You get that shit in college. Yep. You don't get that stuff in the NFL because as you and I say, they're really great quarterbacks, Barrett. When they come to the line of scrimmage, they've already got a place where they're going with the ball. Yep. They're moving you with their body. They're moving you with their head. They're going to go like this and look one way. That's going to slide the defense. That's going to slide the free and strong to come across and cover the scene here. And you know you're going over here into the slot. You're, you're doing all of this because you're moving people around. There is no way he's in that room right now. And so Jaws is right. Is he going to get the fundamentally sound teaching? I think Jalen's limited in that. They saw that at Bama. They knew that, and they could get away with it in the Big 12. Because why? No disrespect, big brother. But they don't play any defense in that conference. <laughs> right. <laughs> they ain't playing defense in that conference. And you got barn door openings in yep. the Big 12. The Southeastern Conference, it's a little bit more shorter. That's why they got Devontae Smith in space. You had all them great. You had, you had Jamison Williamson. You had uh, Waddle for a little bit last year when, or the year before when he was there. You, you're going to have all these open spaces because those wide receivers. Isn't it funny? Alabama had a better wide receiving grouping than the Philadelphia Eagles do. <laughs> okay? They did. Jalen Waddle, Devontae Smith, Jamison Williams. Williams. You had those three dudes. Calvin, I mean, uh, uh, what, uh, Calvin Ridley was there. You had, um, you had, um, all these guys were there at the same time. Then, uh, not Calvin Ridley, but, um, uh, what is his name? Oh, my goodness. Um, how far removed is Amari Cooper? Right. He's around, he was around there then with, um, Julio with, uh, Ridley, but also the kid that the kid that just killed those people from the, from, um, oh, yeah, the, the guy in the, the Raider guy. Yeah, the, from the Raiders. Yeah. He was there also. All those kids, there were five, those five first rounders. In camp at one time. Five Think about up. that. So, so, so really, it's really, uh, Hertz is working with Tom House. That's Tom Brady's guy. I think so. I think so. I know Tom. Yeah. Okay. So he's working. He's okay. He, he's in but California you know, right you know what he teaches? He teaches preparation and preparing the body and preparing technique wise. They're working on your quarterback fundamentals okay. when you're, when you're working with Tom House. Your quarterback, all the things that it, – it's TB12 system, actually. So he's working the way Tom Brady's where He may be actually working with Tom Brady, um, Jalen Hurts. It wouldn't shock me because Tom House is Brady's guy. I told you that's the guy that caught the Henry Aaron 715th home run. Yeah, catch. That's, he was the <laughs> member of the Atlanta Braves. Not, no shit, man. That's the guy who caught the uh, – that's the guy who caught the home run out there at uh, in Atlanta – when he was a bull, he was in the bullpen when Aaron hit that home run off Al Downing. It's true, man. I mean, how would you like to be? That's your distinction. I'm Tom Brady's coach, and I caught seven fifteen in the bullpen when I was a Brave. Pretty crazy, but hey, am I wrong, Barrett? Am I am I going over the line when I say that um, I I, still, I don't see the Eagles making the playoffs? I, I think they take steps backwards, unless they find a guy. In the draft, and he turns out to be special. Well, it, there's so many factors that have to, you know, come in in order for them to get to that point where they can, they can, they can 
make that jump. I mean, one thing for sure, uh, that running game has to be um, back to where it was. And the only way you can do that is if the running back position is solidified, man. Um, you know, does, 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 uh, you know, do they have enough even at the, in the running back room? I mean, did they sign Howard back? I don't even know if they signed Howard back. Who? Howard. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> hey I, I, I'm sorry, but okay, yeah, let me know who he is. <laughs> hey, I mean, the, what, Boston? He, he was in, he, is no, that Howard, Boston? Um, sure. <laughs> see, Jordan Howard, but he was – he was their first down back. He was their he was their first in 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 third and one and, and goal line back. You know he was that back for him. Then they have uh, I mean we still waiting for Miles Sanders to to step out of his shell and become that big time back that we drafted him in the second round for. I mean and, and he's got to make it happen because this is his contract year. This is his contract year, so it's, it's make or break for him. He's got to stay healthy. You know, so I I mean. If, if Miles Sanders can come out of his shell and play at an elite level and become the back we, we draft him in the second round for, all these ifs, if if Jalen Rager, and he's going to have to play whether we like it or not, Jalen Rager has to come out of his shell. He has become at least a manageable type of player. I mean, we we always forgetting the Barry. fact that you know, right now we have we – have, um, Will you stop? <laughs> <laughs> Stop. I'm, I'm trying, man. I'm trying. Because I know you are, man, and I'm giving you so much love for that. I'm I'm sitting, I I I'm, I'm I just I, I can't let you go on though. No. <laughs> Not with the, you have to stop with the Jalen Rager. I, but he I, has to know, be, he has when to you said Jalen Rager has to step, I gotta stop you, dog. <laughs> <laughs> I can't let you do it, man. I just can't let you do I can't let you go there, man. I just Man, that guy's already signed who he is, man. That guy's that guy's zebra stripes are who he is. It's not he ain't oh, wait a minute. How much do you think is Jalen hurting him? No, that's that's oh, wait. If Jalen Rager goes to Joe Burrow, how many yards do you think it catches he gets? No, it doesn't improve because <laughs> the reason I say that because I was thinking if he goes out and 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 starts breaking out in special teams. Maybe that'll build his confidence going into the offense. You know what I'm saying? You know, when I, I watch was... him on special teams, Barrett, I see a guy who doesn't want to play special teams. Right. That's what I'm saying. And if he doesn't want to play that, then how is he going to play offense? So something has something has to open up in him. Because, like I said, I played with his pops. His pops was a player, man. Yeah. But – I don't understand how he's just not trying to be the best player he can be. I don't see him. That irritates me the most. I can understand if you don't have the talent, if you don't have the capabilities to do it. But when you don't try. You know what he's doing? Magic Johnson tried to become the coach of the Lakers one time. See what Barrett's doing here? And He sat down. I can't understand why you guys aren't playing hard. And you guys don't know when that guy's on a pick and roll to get that ball down on the box. 
Well, Barrett, not everybody understands the game like you do and sees the game like you do and understands the things you have to do to keep yourself in the game like you do. And Damn. there's there lies the issue. Those are things. Get this. Everything I just said, Barrett, takes no talent. But it then, takes effort. Exactly. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Effort. You can control effort. But, Dan, if you're a turd, <laughs> you eventually want, don't want to be a turd, right? You, you eventually want to be a, a player. Or you don't see yourself you, as a turd. You no, live in denial. You live in denial. Hey, Barrett, you know the people that are on those American Idol auditions? They hear themselves yeah. as being uh, Marvin Gaye. But when you hear them, you're like, that ain't it. <laughs> and sometimes <laughs> guys, they look at the, you ever see those faces? Cause I like, I like the auditions because it's a stunner for people to get told you suck. When someone looks at you and goes, that's the worst I've ever heard. And the person goes, are you crazy? My mom says I'm great. I'm sure your mom says you're great. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but you're lucky if you're going to sing What's the name of the place you're staying at? What's the name of the place you're staying at? Embassy Suites. Okay, you're lucky if you're playing the Embassy Suites tonight in the lounge where Barrett's having dinner tonight. <laughs> Bro, that's hey, so you're not playing the Embassy Suites tonight in Syracuse, New York, dude. <laughs> but, 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 Dan, tell the truth, man. If you were a turd and everybody's telling you a turd, don't you have some intestinal fortitude to want to go out there and, and, you would and hope. get people? I, I, I have to get people's name, get my name out of people's mouth, man. I'd have to do that. For me, my 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 inner my inner drive would would push me. Just like when I said when I when I, when I got to college, when I got to college, bro, I could I, I never lifted weights. Never. They used to. They say, God, we got to go away. Man, I'm not going that weight room. I would leave. I would go home. I never lifted weights. When I got to college, I benched 135. So let me tell you a quick story. I get to college, and we're meeting the team. So they have a, you know, they have a, um, it, it was, it was like maybe 18 of us. And we all had one by one sit up in our chair and tell who we were, where we're from, and what position we played. So my boy Andre Coleman gets up. He gets a, Hey, my name is Andre Coleman. I'm from Heritage, uh, Pennsylvania, and I play receiver. My boy J.J. Smith stands up. Yeah, I'm uh, J.J. Smith from Kansas City. I'm from KC, and I play running back. You know what my dumb ass did? <laughs> I jumped. I said, look, my name is Barrett Brooks. I'm from the Lou, St. Louis, that is, and I'm going to the league. That's what I said, dog. I love that. <laughs> I said, I play DN. I'm going to the league. I said that in front of the coach said, sit. That's how, that's how I started with me. Sit your ass down, Brooks. Sit down. And from that point on, so then we go to the weight room and 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 you know say we run 40s first. So I go run a 40. I ran like a 492. So I'm feeling myself. We get to the weight room. They put two plates on there. 225. That's 225. 225. Boom. I couldn't even get it off my chest. Oh my God. So then they take the plates off, and it's just 140, 135, 144, whatever it is, 135. 135. And I barely get it up for one. There was wide receivers that got it like four or five times. I could only do it one time. So what happens? From that point on, we go to the lunchroom, 
and they drove me. They rode me lunchtime and dinner time. Brooks, you're going to the league, but you only bench 135, huh? <laughs> they used it. I used it as motivation every single day. Bro, I went from benching 135 to spring ball. I was benching 375. Oh, that's fantastic. That's over, that's over a seven-month period. Oh, absolutely phenomenal. To 375. Just yeah, but I that's just it. because you did you you probably just looked at weightlifting like see you're one of them country dudes like Jerome. <laughs> that, you, you you pick a dude up and you could throw him like across the room, whether you're benching 135 or 375. You you're one of them country guys, man. But Makes still, me stick. Dan, <laughs> look, Dan, Dan, I didn't want to be the turd, and I was the turd for seven months. I was the turd for seven months. I wanted the spring ball. Ripping guys' faces off, you know what I'm saying? Because I didn't want to be the turd. Why doesn't he, you know, J. Jaw? He shouldn't want to be a turd. Uh, 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 you know, all those guys should be like, you know, I don't want to be that turd. You know what I'm saying? So why Yo, no, no, Jalen, Jalen should be saying this, Cilio Brooks. Keep my name out of your <laughs> out of your effing mouths. Keep your my name. Out of your mouth, man. Okay, exactly. that's what he should be saying. You're right, though. But some people don't have that intestinal fortitude. They just don't. They're that's... not built that way. And I'm, I'm with you. I don't get it either. So, what's on the agenda for today? What are you What are you doing, man? You're in some. Yeah, I mean, I'm up here. I'm doing the. Um, I'm actually doing the. Uh, the um, orange and blue game for Syracuse football. I'm doing their their uh, their spring football game. So I'm, I'm broadcasting that tomorrow. On Espen. So I'll be doing that. Starts at 7 o'clock Eastern time. Oh, you're going to be on the tube? Yeah, bro. Come on, Oh, man. dude, I'll watch it. I'll watch yeah, it. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So I'll do that. And then, um, then I, you know, today I got to go over there at 3.30, um, interview the officer coordinator and defense coordinator. And then at 4 o'clock, 4.30, we got to interview. Well, not interview. We just got to sit down with the head coach. So That dude better get – hey. That dude better start winning this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know he's on the hot seat a little bit. So yeah, um, after yeah, that, one good year a couple years ago, but he needs to start winning, man. Right, 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 right. So you know, uh, I, I mean, that's it, man. Do that. Once I do that, I'm gonna come back here, watch a little more tape of last year's games, and uh, you know, what I'm saying then shut it down. And tomorrow, you know, jump on our show. Let you know what's, what's going on with Syracuse football a little bit. Oh, I'd like to know. I'd like to know because I told you I got recruited up there one time to go up there, and I was like, ah, I don't know, man. You play inside and shit. It's a refrigerator <laughs> place. Okay, man. And, oh, no, no, wait. Lastly, hey, we're going to give you 44. I said, man, you ain't giving me Jim Brown's freaking number. Oh, and I go, yeah. how many – How many? because I was a linebacker in high school, and I go like this to the guy. I go, how many times have you offered that? This guy, Norm Gerber, who was recruiting for McPherson back in the day, he goes like this. He goes, we'll give you 44. I said, man, you ain't giving me Jim Brown's number. How many guys did you offer that to? He goes, okay, fair enough, 10. I said, <laughs> <laughs> I'll catch you tomorrow. Don't forget later on today, the National Football Show, 4 to 6 Eastern time. My brother, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Yes, Thank sir. Thank you for everyone joining us. We'll see you on the flip side.
At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian. In my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view that goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Seven, one, two, three. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank.